Hey fam, what's good, what's good? A lot of you have been asking about my skincare routine. I'm just kidding, I'm all over the place. Hi, welcome to Let's Catch Up. We got away with a non-wild Wednesday this past week, so exciting times. Busy, busy things going on. Other than that GameStop thing, which I don't know anything about stocks. So y'all are just gonna have to let me live. Like some guys on Reddit decided to drive up movie theater stocks and hedge funds are mad. But again, I'm asking, what is a hedge fund? Anyway, really sharp turn I'm about to make. Larry King passed away. Very sad. Halsey announced she was pregnant. Very happy. Um, A lot to discuss this week and none of it is going to be about Sarah Huckabee Sanders running for governor in Arkansas. No one tell Michelle Wolf. Uh, Okay, let's see. What are we going to talk about? Uh, The expansion of the driver's license drama. Now listen, I understand that there's a world where this is all promo and this is all publicity and they're just getting attention, but I'm going to give it to them. Okay. We're also going to talk about another situation that could be all publicity. Kristen and Jay, they simultaneously posted the same photo and the same caption saying, quote, you can't break us. So I guess Southern Charm tried it and uh, we're going to explore that, I guess. Uh, We also need to know if J-Lo's out of touch. I believe the answer might be yes. Let's get loud. Sorry. (laughs) When will that joke get old? all of you were like today but not for me I just can't believe she did that during the inauguration like okay whatever that's not even what I'm gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about someone impersonating Lily Reinhardt whether or not you should be watching bling empire um I think that's really a personal decision I'm gonna say yes but like I don't know uh and also some fashion week notes so um exciting let's catch up All right, I know some of you are exclusively tuning in to hear me talk about Kristen and Jay. And as an important tool of marketing, I'm going to hook you with something else. I'm just kidding. It's truly that I wrote down stories one expansion of the driver's license drama before the Kristen and Jay thing evolved. So that's why this is coming first. So like I said in the intro, this might all be publicity, it might be promo, these songs have existed, they just released them one by one by one to like gain attention, that's fine, I'll give it to them. I don't have that much else going on, we're still in this pandemic. Um, There's much more music accompanying the original bop that is Driver's License, so... I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I don't think the additional songs are as good. I don't know if it's because I have clutched my chest driving to driver's license because I feel so deeply for that 17-year-old girl or because genuinely Skin is just not, not only not a good title, but not really a good song. So if it's a publicity stunt, fine. It's a good story. We got like a good song out of it. There's another song from the uh, man boy in the center of the love triangle Joshua Bassett he is was also in high school musical the series the musical the musical the conundrum whatever um um with Olivia Rodrigo he released a song entitled lie 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 which feels a bit on the nose but apparently the song he originally wrote in like 2019 or something like that so that's why people are like it's all publicity like whatever I've listened to it multiple times because um every time I listened to it I was forgetting to write down how I felt about it and then I would just completely forget about it like completely forget about it completely clever I would just it, it wouldn't stick in my brain at all so then I'd have to listen again 
I think it's better than skin. Like if I had to rate them, I'd say a driver's license, lie, 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 skin. Um, and we'll talk about skin in a moment, but it's like major Sean Mendez vibes. Um, and if you have been paying attention at all, then you will acknowledge that this Disney love triangle is hearkening back for a lot of people to the Miley, Nick, uh, Selena love triangle, which is interesting. And I watched a 15 part TikTok series the other day that culminated in suspicion about both of their marriages. So <laughs> both Nick's and Miley's, sorry to clarify. So apparently that's where I'm at. Anyway, so back to the current love triangle. Um, Lie, 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 which probably got more streams than anyone ever assumed that it would when he initially wrote it. Um, and he used like a car in the album art. So people think that it's like an intentional dig, whatever. So the next thing is Sabrina Carpenter. Keep in mind, she's 21. She's like not really involved in the musical, the series, the multi-hyphenate Zac Efron's legacy, you know, whatever. She is also the one who's allegedly with the boy. So like, if you were, if you were going to call it like a competition, you would say that she won, right? Like, I, I know that that's wrong, but you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's a competition between her and Olivia, technically she won because she got this like little scrawny boy. Um, her energy has always scared me. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm not sure if this song has always existed, but I think it's a little bit of an overreaction and I'm obsessed. <laughs> she implies that blonde is the only rhyme that Olivia could make. And Olivia tweeted, I didn't even rhyme blonde with anything, LOL. So obsessed with her. She's 17. Like she's out here in these streets. Um, I don't know how she's so much cooler and calm than me, but uh, the 21 year old's lyrics are like, I'm happy and you hate it. And the 17 year old is like, I actually don't know you. I just had a crush on this boy. And the 21 year old is like, yeah, I'm in bed with him, baby. Like it is such mismatched energy. Like the 17 year old who's like, I miss you. I miss driving around with you. I wish that I were with you. And Sabrina's like, suck on that girly. Guess who I'm laying next to? Like it's so <laughs> crazy. And then in like very standard, like, scrawny white boy love triangle fashion that boy is just sitting there strumming his guitar being like you lie you tell lies like <laughs> the energy is just such a roller coaster which maybe that is why people think it's a publicity stunt because the energy is so mismatched that like the songs definitely existed in their canon and they were just like release them release them people will think that they're about the the love triangle and people me did Okay, we're about to barrel into some territory that is simultaneously crazy and also not important at all, at all in the grand scheme of things. Like, I understand that. I feel like we all do. That's why we gather here once a week to discuss things that in reality are actually not that important, but man, do they entertain us. So I'm obviously talking about Kristen J. Wow, as someone who went into the Uncommon James store in Nashville exclusively because I watched Very Cavalieri, I am overwhelmed. Such a mess. I tried really hard to like get this all like sifted and drilled down to like, it's just, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of people. So we're going to do our best, but I'm also going to have to rewind a little 
prior to the image that they posted this past week that kind of made everyone like freak out so the image that they posted last week if you didn't see it you should go to jay or kristen's instagram they posted this picture where kristen's almost like trying to stand back to back and jay's just like sitting completely facing forward to the camera which is something that i have done to my friends i've yelled let's take a photo back to back as an adult just like kind of tipsy being like come on come on and they're like stop um so i guess i'm kristen um yikes give me that net worth um Okay, anyway, I have to focus because this is going to take forever. So they posted this picture. They said, um, you know, 10 years, you can't break us. And everyone was like, what? What? And then her annoying best friend, who I will talk about later, commented, like, there's a calmness in the air in Nashville tonight. Like, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. He gives me such Jonathan Chaban. Okay, whatever. So, um... Kristen and Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavalier and Jay Cutler, announced that they were getting divorced nine months ago, covered it on Let's Catch Up because it was part of the first round of pandemic breakups because they were like trapped in the Bahamas or whatever for like weeks on end. And then they finally made it back. And then they were like, we're separating. Um, they have three children. And since Jay has retired from playing football, actually, I'm sorry that I said it like that because it's definitely football. He doesn't play soccer. Could you imagine Jay Cutler played soccer? Anyway gosh I've got to stay focused Kristen has had her own show on E um, which has obviously propelled her business Uncommon James uh, the show is called Very Cavalieri after they split up it's a good show after they split up during the pandemic mind you there were rumors and pictures and speculations about who Jay was hanging out with was it the employee Kristen fired from Uncommon James was it the Southern Charm star wait is Kristen also hanging out with a Southern Charm star wait the ex of the Southern Charm girl that Jay is rumored to be hanging out with wait is Kristen dating a comedian he's not particularly famous he must be funny well she's following him on Instagram wait why is she on some man's shoulders on Instagram live these are all questions that I've been asking myself in the last nine months and haven't been asking here because they didn't seem particularly relevant and like woo woo apparently they're relevant because we've got a very cavalry southern charm crossover brewing Okay, so if you're not familiar with Southern Charm, I told you we're really, really like having to go in today. If you're not familiar with Southern Charm, I'll give you a character baseline. And also you should watch it because it really is entertaining. They also have Savannah, New Orleans, but the OG is Charleston and it's the best. Um, so Madison LaCroix, blonde, single mother, hairstylist living in Charleston. She was brought into the fold on the show when she started dating Austin. And I promise we'll get to him. And uh, my favorite Madison storyline is she caught Austin having a threesome while they were in a relationship and she was not one of the two women in the video and there's a video and it's not specifically of the threesome it's of him like running out of the room when he gets caught and Bravo played it endlessly like I've seen it so many times. Um, so Austin is the ex and he's also a man who started a beer company with his friends and beyond that I really have no idea what to say. He's also someone who like his friends are like hey this girl isn't great and he's like I love her man and here we are. Um, I think he rides ships coattails. So you've got Madison who uh, a few months ago was rumored to be linked to Jay Cutler based on Insta comments, some astute ob observers on the internet, people who work really hard and I appreciate. All of a sudden Kristen was rumored to be with Austin. Austin and Madison used to be together. They are not anymore. Madison also used to just be like Austin's girlfriend and now she's on Southern Charm like fully. So shout out to her with a new face. But I'm not here to judge someone for getting work done now that they have money. You know, whatever. So uh, she, Kristen was like hanging out with not just Austin, but like all the Southern Charm boy, boys often, which I am a little confused about because they're in Charleston and she lives in Nashville. So I guess she's just going to hang out in Charleston during a pandemic. 
I'm not here to judge a woman's actions, but I do have some thoughts as to why she's behaving this way. And I do think that they connect back to her having her first child at 23 when the rest of us were acting like she is now. I'm just saying. So recently we were not getting as much crossover. Like we were not seeing Jay Madison rumors as much, whatever. And then sweet, sweet Madison decided that she was going to stir the pot and goes on Instagram live. I don't know if she was intoxicated or what, but she starts saying things like Jay was relieved to leave Kristen, talking mess about Kristen's parenting, which is just wild and bold and rude. And also you have to remember like she's Kristen Cavallari. We've known of her for like a decade. You're Madison who like no one actually knows your last name. So at uh, this point, they post the picture. 10 years, you can't break this. They both make it simultaneously. I've been talking about this for five and a half minutes. Like, what am I doing with my life? Just kidding. I love this. So then everyone starts to assume that it's in response to Madison, which I don't know why Kristen's doing this because she is so much more famous than her. But everyone assumes that it's because Madison said all these things that they're basically saying, like, you can't talk about us because we have been together for so long and we're co-parenting, whatever, which is great. I appreciate it. United Front. I'm not mad at all. Then Madison starts posting screenshots of her texts with Jay, who unsurprisingly has terrible grammar. I mean, like, we used to text the letter U instead of the whole word because we only had nine keys, you know, and you had to press so many. Like, now just type out the whole word. You're a grown man. You went to Vanderbilt. Anyway, so Madison starts posting screenshots, implying that they slept together, that he went to Charleston to see her. I mean, the opposite of, of do not kiss and tell. Um... And then uh, Kristen's best friend starts getting on Instagram and staying stuff. He's posting on his story. And again, Jonathan Chaban vibes like riding the famous girl's coattails as long as you can and always shouting and defending her, like always the loudest in the room. But um, I guess that, that that's good for him. He's probably got some endorsements as a result. Anyway, so those are the dots that are connected now that I've spent seven minutes talking about this. The short version is Jay and Kristen filed for divorce. Jay slept with a Southern Charm star. She started talking too much. Jay and Kristen didn't take too kindly to it. The Southern Charm, I keep calling her a star, but she's not, continued to talk about them. The best friend of Kristen unnecessarily yelled, stop being rude, and we'll see where it goes from there. But I love a crossover. Okay, so my first question is weird, especially given that, like, I was talking about JLo last week and her white Chanel look, and now I'm talking about her in a less flattering light, and I'm sad about it. Um, my question this week is, is JLo out of touch? Which seems stupid, because obviously she is. She's rich. Um, she's been famous forever. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Um, but she still is Jenny from the box, she says. But she's rumored to have a net worth of $400 million. And, like, if I had a net worth of $400 million, you couldn't tell me nothing, okay? I don't really know what it means other than she is selling lip gloss on Amazon. But that's not my business, you know? It's probably not hers either. Let's be honest. Anyway, she tried to do a, quote, challenge on Instagram and Twitter. And I don't know when we can stop calling these things challenges. Like the bus it challenge is only a challenge if you're older than 26 because you have to get back up after you pop them knees down there. You know, prayers up for all of us. Um, but it's not really a challenge, you know. So Jennifer's out here trying to do the hashtag love don't cost a thing challenge. First of all, too long of a hashtag. Absolutely too long. Hashtag love don't cost a thing challenge. Nope. Then she posts this video that doesn't even make it clear what the instructions are. <laughs> But in the middle of a global pandemic, it does feel incredibly insensitive because I guess the point of her, quote, challenge is that you throw away your material possessions because all you need is love and it don't cost a thing. 
So she is walking down a beach. I will obviously link this in the show notes because it's obviously like much better to watch than to hear me describe this JLo video to you. <laughs> she's walking down a beach and while she's walking down the beach, she's shedding expensive items and throwing them to the side. So she's like, I have a nice watch. I take it off. I throw it in the sand. I take off my sunglasses. I throw them in the sand. Fancy white coat. I don't need it. Throw it in the sand. I have a rod. It's so deeply out of touch. <laughs> Like people are legitimately out here being like, I'm trying to pay rent so that I don't get evicted. And JLo's like, throw your possessions in the sand because all you need is love. Love don't cost a thing. Like, yeah, because if it costs a thing, people be selling it to pay their bills. Thank you so much. Now, you know, Twitter is crazy. I, I try and stay off the app. Let's be honest. I try and stay off all these things. Y'all been on Facebook recently? Honey. Um, anyway, but Twitter's crazy and people were just like, what are the instructions here? Someone posted a gif of a man on the beach with a metal detector, which had me howling, obviously. Like, the challenge for us is just like, follow rich people while they're doing this challenge and collect their belongings that do cost a thing, you know? Sensational. Alright, last, uh, just a quick, quick question here, or if you work in corporate America, just a quick cue. <laughs> I hate it. Um, how is someone impersonating Lily Reinhardt? Again, this is like quick, but it's very bizarre. The past week, Lily Reinhardt, the upchucker of Hustlers, if you've seen it, you know, uh, released a statement saying someone had impersonated her and giving a false interview to Seventeen. Like, what? Now, I was simultaneously shocked by this happening, but also since it happened, I've been shocked that it hasn't happened more, you know? So um, she released a statement and said nothing inappropriate was said, but those are not my words and I wanted to address it. So then Seventeen issued an apology um, and said that they'd be internally reviewing how the hell that happened. That was a paraphrase. Her, hers was a direct quote, but my Seventeen was a paraphrase. Then it turns out Seventeen wasn't the only one duped. So I am... I am a little worried about journalistic integrity at this point. Um, they were just the biggest name that was duped. A reporter from Daily Express, which I'm personally unfamiliar, said he was, quote, embarrassed and quite disturbed, which like, same baby, um, that he had been duped. So like, he was also like, we're going to be doing some vetting. And he apologized to Lily. It's all just so strange because the things that they were saying in the interview were just that like Archie and Betty's romance was going to continue. <laughs> I'm not joking. It, that was the content of these interviews. It was nothing scandalous about her partnership with CoverGirl or Cole or like, I don't even know if they plugged her poetry book. If they're going to impersonate her, at least make her some money. Just someone trying to like plant seeds about Riverdale plot lines. So strange. But how did it happen? I need to know the ins and outs of like how this person got in contact with them. Apparently someone was also impersonating like her agent and manager. Like, is this like a group text that a couple girls who like are all doing college from home got on zoom together and just decided like you sound a lot like lily we could probably pull this off so bizarre okay really quickly in terms of what we're watching this week it's uh gonna be some reality tv i guess but Okay, so we're gonna start with Bling Empire. People are very obsessed with Bling Empire. And I need to go on the record saying it, it does give you like kind of selling sunset vibes. It's the same producers as the Kardashians. But there is also something like a little weird about it because it's like that level of wealth that's like beyond 
anything we can comprehend. Like, if you watch The Real Housewives, they are, like, mad, mad rich. But, like, they also are, like, a lot of them, when they first started on the show, were working because they had to work to survive. But they were also, like, living bougie lives. And then now that they're, like, within this world, they have made money from Real Housewives. They continue to live bougie lives. But, like, they ultimately drive, like, a G-Wagon and carry, like, a Louis Vuitton and, like occasionally go to a runway show these people on bling empire will be like i'm going to paris for three days to go to my favorite restaurant i want to buy a bucati ducati bucati ducati i don't even know i it's not my budget basically she was saying that she needed a motorcycle in case the world ends because every time she sees a movie she sees like all the traffic pileups and so she wants to be make sure that she can get to her private jet at the airport so, like, that's the level that we're talking about. So, it's, like, entertaining, but also, like, a little dark. But if you want some other things, there's a florist competition show on HBO if you finish the one on Netflix. Pottery show on HBO, as well as a glass blowing competition on Netflix. So, like, HBO and Netflix are really out here being, like, do you have a very specific skill? Compete for money. Um, Netflix also has this show that's uh, a competition for chefs who cook with weed. It's, I have to tell you, it's very entertaining primarily because the judges eat the food and by the end of the episode like a couple of them always are a little high like there's one who like literally had never had marijuana in any capacity before it's entertaining I've never brought it up on this podcast before because I didn't know how people were going to feel about you know me discussing Mary Jane Uh, Um, anyway Um, I did want to quickly talk about a competition show that I, I haven't started on HBO, but I'm interested in. Jenna Lyons is hosting a show. It initially, just looking at it, gave me like um, Amazon Fashion, that show with Nicole Richie, the name that I can't remember, but I know I talked about it on here. It gives me those kind of vibes. She's um, hosting this show that's quite literally called like Lions or something. I don't even know styling with Lions or something. But if you're not familiar with Jenna Lyons, she is white, tall, wears glasses and almost single handedly is like attributed with making J. Crew cool again. A few years ago, honestly, more than a few years ago, if you walked by a J. Crew window in a mall, and you were like, that mannequin looks kind of cool because she had on like a leopard trench and like a pink sweater and like tortoiseshell glasses that was Jenna Lyons and she left J Crew I believe she was ousted someone correct me if I'm wrong I don't think she left on her own volition um and their business plummeted as they tried to go back to their original like hey look we're on a boat um and like everyone was like no one's getting on a boat so it hasn't boated well for them but this woman now has her own styling competition um I don't know what the reward here is like what winning means but I will say if it turns uh if you want to call someone a winner and someone a loser from Jen Alliance and J Crew J Crew has had a couple CEOs since she left and she has her own show so Okay very aggressive turn from me being like here's some reality TV shows I'm going to briefly discuss a reality TV show that um, really, I didn't, I didn't, mm, okay, it's about The Bachelor, but not really. First of all, if you watched the episode this past week, (laughs) please tell me you watched all the way to the end, because y'all, watching that grown man do a TikTok dance by himself with no music and that girl just watching him was the funniest thing I've seen all year. I'm still laughing about it. He was doing 
TikTok choreography alone. He was also doing a dance that like you have to have someone else <laughs> there with you in silence. And he was like mouthing the words to himself. And the girl that he was like talking to was just sitting there like she really deserves an Oscar because she did not laugh in his face. She looked very engaged. And I think that she's like a pharmacist or something. <laughs> she's she's way too smart to be put through that. But what I really wanted to discuss about The Bachelor was that there are better resources for discussions about black hair than The Bachelor. Didn't see that coming, did you? I appreciated Chelsea, who apparently went to the University of Georgia at the same time as me. <laughs> oh, you'll learn something new every day. Um, but I appreciate her willingness to discuss something. So her head is shaved. So that's context that you need if you don't watch the show. And she was discussing with Matt, like, the standard of beauty and realizing that, like, you know having all this hair like wasn't for her and the environment that like and the culture of black hair and like all this stuff that was genuinely very important and Matt's just like nodding he's like I get that I get that and I'm like no he doesn't he doesn't get it um I just don't think he's the best reciprocator but I thought that it was a really important conversation and it's one that needs to be had more often so let's discuss some other things if you'd like to have conversations about black hair We'll start with the very obvious and Oscar-winning Hair Love. I will link to it in the show notes. It's less than 10 minutes. It will make you cry. He's gone on to write a book by the same name. Michael Cherry is his name. Um, and I believe he's producing additional content. I don't know if it's still along the lines of hair or if it's other stuff. I don't actually know. But he literally won an Oscar. It's so pure. It's so cute. Um, I'll, I'll, I've got to make a mental note to make a note of it. Uh, if you want lengthier uh, content about black hair, you could also watch Self Made, which is produced by LeBron James and starring Octavia Spencer. And it's on the life of Madam C.J. Walker, who's considered the foremother, I wrote down. Do we feel good about that term? Foremother? Instead of forefather. That's what I was going for. But I guess I could just call her the godmother, right? That's what you're supposed to do. Yikes. Um, the godmother of black hair care in America. She was this black woman who was like working for a white woman. And then she like started developing her own um, chemicals. What is it? What is science? Concoction? Uh, solution? Yikes, guys, not very smart. Uh, but she became like a sensation and a mogul, made all this money from these hair care products, hence self-made, the title. Tiffany Haddish is also in that if that's something that appeals to you. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm not watching Bad Hair, which is the horror movie on Hulu that's literally the story of a black woman whose weave is trying to kill her. Uh, I, had I have no idea if there's anything educational in there, but unfortunately, I will not be the one to find out and tell you. Um, there is also, lastly, the much-discussed uh, documentary by Chris Rock, or Chris Rock produced, directed, produced probably for a documentary, called Good Hair. Um, and I was reading a book recently, I think it was So You Want to Talk About Race, and she was, Joma was saying that she quite literally had, like, a white woman say something about black hair to her that Joma was like, yeah, she definitely learned that from good hair, and she's trying to, like, tell me that she knows these things, and it's like... I feel like this goes without saying, but don't do that. Like, if you want to watch these things to learn for yourself, that's great. But you don't have to, like, talk to a black woman about what you learned so that she knows you watched it, you know? Uh, if you're genuinely interested, watch it. If you're not, don't. It's fine. Uh, Good Hair is on Prime, by the way, I think. And Self Made is on Netflix. And um, who else is in that? Blair, what's his name? That's in all those things, you know? What is his last name? Why can't I think of his last name? Y'all know who I'm talking about. Um, and Hair Love is on YouTube, and I'll put the link in the thing if you haven't watched it already. Even if you have watched it, it's a good watch nonetheless.
Okay, last little thing if you want to watch something a little different um, is um, Haute Couture Paris Fashion Week is happening as we speak, or actually it'll be over by the time this is released. Um, it's audience-free and Zoom-heavy, so that means that if you've ever wanted to watch um, a Fendi runway show or Chanel, I think, Valentino, then those videos are up and available for you to watch. Um Obviously, this whole industry has been fascinating during the pandemic, given that there's like a lot of emotional turmoil, but also um, nowhere for people to go and nowhere for like, and people don't have like thousands of dollars to chill out for a gown. But I mean, nonetheless, I was like weirdly stalking Marquez's trunk show on Moda the other day. So I don't know what's wrong with me. But um, yeah, Fendi had... Naomi Campbell and Demi Moore and like a lot of famous people and they were doing an actual physical show a lot of brands did not a lot of brands did just presentations or like I said like zoom kind of things a lot of travel restrictions like Ellie Saab couldn't go at all um but if you want to see their collection they did do a presentations all over Instagram um yeah it was just very interesting um I was a little confused by the Prada situation because they did do a physical show, but like no audiences were allowed, but Prada had like famous people like on screens, but I don't think that it was live based on the pictures that I saw. Like I was confused. It looked like just like a, like a static photo of Dan Levy and Quavo watching the Prada show remotely. And like, it was like on a huge screen that was just like on the ground. I don't know, but I cannot imagine working for one of these companies right now and being in that empty room while these like huge cavernous French spaces like they're beautiful but these models are just like stalking up and down the runway for 15 minutes and then no one claps at the end like did, are they doing a finale if they, with all the models if no one's gonna clap very curious but the Chanel set was really beautiful also if um you want to take a look at one of them I do think that there's weirdly something like obviously there's so much psychology behind like what we enjoy and what we like looking at and don't like looking at during this pandemic but um if you had asked me if I would have enjoyed looking at this before I would have been like no I can't handle like the over the top the glamour it's so insensitive with everything going on but I weirdly enjoy the, like the beauty and the artistry of it all so highly recommend Vogue Runway is always a good spot Women's Wear Daily um yeah, it's all it's all out there if you just search on the internet. Maybe I'll link something. I don't know if I'm feeling generous. Maybe I will. But pretty dresses. Alrighty. Just like that. Another one bites the dust. Um, I did neglect to mention that Amanda Gorman, Youth Poet Laureate of the United States, was signed to IMG Models. So shout out to her for really being out here living her best life, you know? She's also, like, attending Harvard, which I did not know. We were so busy focused on the Prada of it all. We did not notice the... I can't think of anything that rhymes with Prada. I was going to try and make, like, a magna cum laude joke, but, like, what a slant rhyme. Anyway, she's doing a poem at the Super Bowl pre-show, which feels bizarre. I'll say it. Like, I'm very happy for her, and I want the best for her. But, like, going all the way to Tampa to perform a poem before a football game feels not necessary during a pandemic but they are giving tickets to frontline workers which did make me emotional like I know that that's not going to heal the levels of trauma that they've experienced and continue to experience to keep us all alive but it's a nice little break right and it's a bucket list thing but like again they are gonna have to fly to Tampa during a pandemic but okay um 
definitely want to go to Tampa during not a pandemic. Um, this was fun. Uh, I'm going to go read some Reddit threads, but they're not going to be about stocks. Uh, they're going to be about whether or not it means anything that the Kardashians and E chose a Harry Styles song for the Keeping Up final season premiere. Like, do him and Kendall still speak? I need to know. This isn't the only song about things ending. I love my hobbies. That's what I'm going to go do on Reddit. Other people are making thousands of dollars. Cool. Does Harry Styles still love Kendall Jenner? Let me know. Thanks for catching up.